Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are going to talk with our friends from the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. And our guests today include Shannon Wisso. Shannon is the executive director. And Vicki Floor is also with us. Uh, Vicki is the shelter manager. Ladies, welcome back to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Thank Thanks. you. We're glad to be here. Um, before we start talking about the special events, if you will, for our listeners that might not be familiar with your facilities and what you do, uh, if you will, give us a little background on on the Women's Center and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. Sure. Mid-Minnesota Women's Center is a nonprofit organization here in Brainerd, and we operate two programs. So we have a 24-hour domestic violence shelter, which is the only one in Region 5, and then we also operate a 365-day child safety center. So we offer supervised visits and safe exchanges at the safety center. And when you say Region 5, that encompasses? That includes Crow Wing, Cass, Morrison, Todd, and Wadena counties. You cover a lot of geographic territory. It is. You. And so that's, our, that's the area that we're funded for to provide services. But if there's a need outside of that and somebody is coming to us from outside that region, by no means are we going to say no if it's something that we're able to assist with. And I would imagine that does happen. It does. It happens frequently. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's one of those issues that... I would say most people don't um, understand how big a problem it is and, and how much is going on in our own community. Well, I think there's a stigma attached to talking about issues like this. Um, it actually is more common than people probably want to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Studies have shown that one in four, one in four people have been um, impacted by domestic violence in their personal lives. Oh. Um, and that's a self-reported statistic. So mm-hmm. it's very possible that it's quite higher than that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, once uh, a family or a woman comes to you, what kind of th- services do you provide then? Well, it really depends on what it is that they're needing. Um, we try to take the time to get to know the people that come to us for services at both of the programs to see what their goals are, what are your immediate needs, what are your long-term needs, where are we able to assist. And really what we try to do is overall just empower the people that come to us. Mm -hmm. We don't try to do those things for them. We try to give them the resources and the referrals and the information that they need to take back the control of their lives. Wow. And one of the coolest services that we do get to provide to them is the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center um, to do safe exchanges or supervised visits if that's what's needed. That's nice. Yeah, and explain that a little bit more because I I know this came about because of a real tragedy. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, Angie Plantenberg and her husband um, at the time were in the middle of a divorce and they were separated and doing um, a court order was granted for him to have unsupervised visits, and um, unfortunately, he took the lives of their two boys. Mm -hmm. And so Alex and and Angie and her boys were attending a support group at the women's shelter at the time, Mm -hmm. Um, and then they helped raise the funds to facilitate and build Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center Mm -hmm. so that this kind of thing doesn't happen again, hopefully, or, you know, to try and prevent it as much as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um, Louise Siliski was the executive director, and she is actually the founding mother of the organization. And she had just said that if there was anything in her control that she could do to prevent that from happening in this area, she was going to. So then that's when the 
uh, Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center opened in 2000. And it's actually the first building in the state of Minnesota that was specifically constructed to offer supervised visits. Really? Yeah. So it's... It's one of those things, it's unfortunate that the need is there, but Mm -hmm. we as a community are so lucky that we have it as a resource. Um, There are many things that they thought of at the time that it amazes me that they even had the intuition to think these things through with it being the first one. So at our building, we have two separate entrances, Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is to prevent any contact between the custodial and non-custodial parent. I say that because typically the situation, but it can also be foster parents. It can be Mm -hmm. grandparents, you know, so the family dynamics, it doesn't mean that they have to, there doesn't have to be a certain family dynamic to come use our services, but um, that prevents any interaction. So if there's um, an active court order that prevents Mm. the interaction, that's taken care of. That also prevents any conflict between the parents that would take place in the children's presence. Yeah. So at the safety center, we look at the children that are coming to us as our clients, Mm -hmm. none of the adults. So we do what we think is in their best interest. um, And then the parents' needs come second. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the kids are there to either establish or reestablish or make that connection with their parents. Mm -hmm. And they don't need to know what's going on in the adult world. So. Every child deserves to have that relationship with their mom and dad, regardless of the circumstances of their parents' parents. relationship. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And last year, we provided 1,457 supervised visits. Wow. 233 safe exchanges, and we processed over 202 new intakes. And so the facility itself is obviously needed and, you know, is getting its use. So we're extremely proud of that, that we have that in our area to have. It should be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just to piggyback off that a little bit, um, last month, the month of March, we actually had the busiest month in history for the safety center for as far as the number of supervised visits and wow. new intakes. So the need is definitely there, mm-hmm. um, and we're happy to be able to provide that. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, when you first started talking, you said, of course, you're a nonprofit for both facilities, and we yes. know what that means. It means you have to fundraise. Mm-hmm. It also means you're dependent on volunteers, are you not? You know what? We are dependent on a lot of people and a lot of things in order to be able to (laughs) keep operating. Um, Volunteers, we had, um, let's see, 1,647 volunteer hours were completed last year by 167 volunteers. Wow. It's, you know, we have a volunteer board of directors. We have people coming, reaching out to us, offering their services and expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, We accept donations of any kind, and we share that between both of the programs. And, yes, we're a nonprofit, uh, so we're also fundraising and filling out different grant applications and accepting donations in that regard as well. Yeah. You know, my my wife, my sister, my daughter, they've all volunteered – and we donate a lot. And I know it's ch- kids' clothes and uh, clothing of all kind for families that utilize the facilities. What other kind of things would you uh, take for donations? Well, we actually have a list of things that we have kind of compiled because people uh, have asked that a lot. Sure. And um, this list actually includes things that are non-perishable. They're easy for us to store. Um, they don't expire. And we can share it between both of the programs for current clients and residents and also people that are looking to make their lives um, after they leave too. Yeah, Yeah. so we have like toilet paper, uh, paper towels, cleaning supplies, um, gift cards, 
our dial a ride bus system that we have in town, mm-hmm. um, tokens for that, um, shampoo, conditioner, so those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we also accept um, clothing for all ages, um, men, women, children, any ages and sizes, um, mm-hmm. bedding, household supplies. And we've had people who have contacted us that might have larger furniture, um, and then we try to connect them with somebody who maybe has recently moved out or who is getting ready to move out. We can't store that stuff because we don't have the space, Mm -hmm. um, but we do try to connect them with somebody who is in need of it. And if not, then we encourage them to contact um, Salem West or... Dorcas or uh, Habitat for Humanity because those are people those are organizations that we partner with as well so yeah yeah, lots of things going on and if folks have a donation that they would like to make of you know the physical items where do they bring them to 1414 Maple Street so that's our shelter location okay Um, back in the day it used to be let's keep it a secret it's not anymore um, we have a really great working relationship with our local law enforcement. Um, even for Alex and Brandon, we encourage it to come to us or contact them because they are a different operation facility. Mm-hmm. Um, we're 24 hours. They're not. Um, and they may be in the middle of a visit and um, can't come to the door. Mm-hmm. And so um, we can help facilitate them getting their donations as well. Yeah, so, at okay. the shelter. So we have staff that are there awake working 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. so that's always where I recommend people to go because you don't have to worry about running during your lunch hour to drop something off you can pick whatever time is most convenient for your schedule and somebody will be there to help you that's great yeah and of course cash is a good donation too isn't it yes that works out very well too (laughs) 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 yeah speaking of fundraising uh, you have a big event coming up we do we have the community fundraiser challenge that's going to be taking place on May 2nd at Rumbly Hall Um, It's a little, it looks a little bit different than some other fundraisers. And the reason for that is because we really want to take this as an opportunity to say thank you and celebrate all of the support that we have in the community. So it isn't necessarily the standard, um, you know, sit down, listen to a program, Mm -hmm. um, plated dinner, but it's more of a celebration where you could come in and be happy about what it is that we're doing. And, you know, we're excited and want to say thank you for the support that we receive from people on a regular basis, too. So this is kind of our way to say thank you and recognize those people and businesses and clubs that have supported us. And we have Seth Dowd as our entertainment for this year, and so we're oh. excited about that. That should be fun. And, yep. and I know some surprises. Yes, Linnea's got a surprise plan that nobody will find out until yes. the night of the event. Oh, yep. wow. So there's a lot of things that are taking place. Um, Pit Happens is going to be catering the food, so Sounds you'll be like able to barbecue. get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we also have a raffle that's a $10 ticket. Um, Pit Happens is going to do a personalized barbecue for up to 25 people wow. at their location, wherever they want it within. The winner, where the winner The winner. Yeah. That's cool. Within 50 miles of Brainerd, which, I, I mean, that's a pretty big distance. Yeah, so it is. We're excited yeah. about And 10 bucks, I mean, yeah. 10 bucks for a chance to win a barbecue at your backyard. Right. I like that. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Rumbly Hall because that might sound new to people. Thank where in the world is that? Yes, it is fairly new, Mm -hmm. and it's actually um, located downtown Brainerd at 707 Laurel Street. It's an event center that um, Sarah Shaw purchased and remodeled, and it's beautiful on the inside. I think it's going to work very well for the event and for the silent auction items. Um, She's been very generous in offering up the space for us to use for the fundraiser. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, now do we need tickets for this event? We do. So we have tickets for sale which are $40 in advance. Otherwise, it's $50 at the door. 
Um, and so you can purchase tickets either at the shelter, um, Coco Moon Coffee Bar, uh, Lakes Printing, or at Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. All right. And the event is coming up quick here, May 2nd. We'll be here before you know it. You said 5 to 7 p.m.? Yes. And we will have a silent auction as well. Ah. Yes. And so we are having an online silent auction, which is at the 32-1 auction site. Okay. So that is up, and we are adding new items to that every single day. So check back and look Let's at that. Look, check it out. Um, if you are somebody who is not... Um, comfortable operating the technical <laughs> stuff that you need for that. We will have um, iPads set up at the event, and staff will be able to assist you, too. Very nice. If you don't have a smartphone or something like that. Are you sure. still accepting donations for we, the silent auction? We are. Okay. We will be until the day of the event because we mm-hmm. can add them um, as they come in. So, yes. On, yeah. yeah, we're, we're also um, looking for sponsors for the event, too. So right now we do have um, Clark Lake Homes, Black Ridge Bank, uh, Thielen Heating and Roofing, Westgate Mall, CTC, various other businesses and um, clubs and individuals that have sponsored the event. But we do have um, sponsorship levels available for 500 to 5,000 or any other denomination Mm -hmm. that somebody would like to do. Absolutely. Wow. All right. Now, uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Can people find uh, the uh, list of where we can get tickets and all the information on the event at a website somewhere? Yes. You can go to www.womenscenteronline.org. It's on our Facebook page, LinkedIn. Yep. And you can also call either one of the programs. So if you wanted to reach out to Linnea Ames, who is the Safety Center Program Manager, that number is 218-828-828. 0022 and we'd be happy to help you there and we've got staff and board members and well, we're all over the place so if you run into <laughs> yes. us we all have tickets on us we all are able to answer questions so just let any of us know sounds good yeah if well, you're in the neighborhood you could also swing into either one of the programs and we could answer questions and give you a tour yes neat oh. we love for yeah. people to come see we're proud of what we do it's hard work it should be and mm-hmm. so we want to share we want to make sure that if people need either service that they know what it's about and that they can encourage others to get the service mm-hmm. that they need whichever building it might be and you know we're we're there that's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we can get tickets. What about the raffle tickets? Are those being sold already as we speak? Or they those... are. Okay. Wonderful. And we can Same assume... places. Good deal. Same okay. places. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, uh, mark your calendars again, May 2nd from 5 to 7 at Rumbly Hall. And that's in downtown Brainerd. And help support the uh, Mid-Minnesota Women's uh, Shelter as well as the Andenin, uh, Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. It should be, and we it look forward be. to seeing everybody there. All right. Sounds yes. good, ladies. Thank you so much for what you do, and thanks for taking yeah. time to be here today. Yeah, thank you thank for you. having us. Have a great thank afternoon. You. All right. Again, for ticket information, to find out more, go to womenscenteronline.org. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com.